Tim Cook in the Top 100, AR VR headset speculation, and Conan O'Brien joins Sirius. This is Mac Voices. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Truebill. Get control of your subscriptions at truebill.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, we're finally off the ground on Tuesday night. It's 8 p.m. Eastern or a few minutes after, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. We are on youtube.com slash TV, and we'd love to have you join us in the chat room at the same location. And if you're seeing this after the fact, well, another Tuesday is coming and you could be here then. So enjoy the show and be here next time. A uh, number of things to get through tonight, um, it, uh, some some fun topics, I think some interesting topics, um, but we're going to go around the room first and find out who's here, because we have a lot of people here. So, um, starting in my left-hand corner, as always, Mr. Uh, David Ginsberg. David, welcome. Good to have you. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. It's a, a glorious Tuesday, and it's already been a busy week, So, but I'm glad to be here and have some fun talking all these good topics we have for tonight. Yeah, right there with you, David. You know, it's it's funny how it can be Tuesday already and it seems like hyper busy, but yeah, right yeah. there with you. Uh, Mr. Jeff Gamut is here on the right-hand corner of my screen. Jeff, how are you? I am doing great. And as always, Chuck, it is awesome to be here and I'm excited to be hanging out with everyone tonight. Hey, it's, this is one of the highlights of my week, no question about it. Uh, next up, Mr. Andrew Orr, the newest columnist for Apple Insider. Hey, thanks for having me. It's been a while. It has, Andrew. Congratulations on the new gig. Thank you. Is there any particular beat you will be covering? Um, not really a beat, at least not right now. So I guess I'm. we're still in the early process. Okay. Okay, well, keep us informed. We'll look for your byline and see if we can guess what your beat is. Yeah. <laughs> How's that? Apple stuff, that's your beat. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is Thank Apple you for that clarification, Jeff. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> Jim Ray is here. Jim, good to have you. Hey, great to be here. It's a beautiful day here in California as well. Is it I, I like it when it's... It's still light out when Mac Voices is on. In January, it's all dark. And mm-hmm. Yeah, unless you're too. I guess for you, it's well. It might still be light in Pennsylvania. It's, yeah, there's some still there's some still it's some light out there. It's an ugly it's an ugly night, so it's kind of dark. But we're know. getting to the point where it'll still be light when Mac Voices is over, and I can go for my walk. There you go. There you go. Or we just keep on going so that we're sure you're walking in the dark. You have to go pretty late. Well, it's been known to happen here. <laughs> Mark Fuccio is here sporting uh, this time um, some stock charts from Sirius and Spotify. Mark, good to have you. Good to have you. Um, I think uh, this might be apropos given some of the suggested topics for tonight. And, uh, you know, I agree with Jim. It's a nice day here in California. It's uh, 90, was peaked around 93 degrees in my part of the Bay Area. And um, last week, everyone made fun of me for leaving because my watch told me it was time to get up and uh, stand. And uh, I think we have some other secret uh, you know, watch uh, advice uh, and 
walking people here on the show. So um, I don't know if Jim has a watch. I think I've seen sometime maybe he has a different uh, band on his wrist, but uh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. You know, we let, uh, you know, we, we, with the, with the Siri, the watch lady, you know, give us uh, good advice to get up and move around until, um, until we're just heads in a jar, you know, with a Norlink and, uh, you know, stuff has happened. <laughs> wow. Okay. Looking forward to that day. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Last but absolutely not least, uh, Mr. Frank Petrie has, has arrived. Frank, good day. I have back. shown up. Yes, good to have, I have you. A pair. It's, it's nice to have somewhere to go on a Tuesday. Well, no one will be in anywhere on a Tuesday, but here I feel at home with you guys. And I've noticed good. lately, was, this has become an all male panel all of a sudden, the majority of the time. What's what happened? I don't know. I'm gonna have to ping Kelly. I know. I know. Britt has been off doing a number of things. She's in the chat room tonight. Um, oh, is she? Because yeah, yeah, she's in the chat room. Well, yeah, the uh, YouTube chat room. Um, she had um, another. <laughs> she just commented, "Cognition doesn't end at the neck." So there you go, Mark. That's just for you. Wasn't <laughs> um, <laughs> it? I don't know. Ask, oh. She's she's a neuroscientist. Why are I, you I think it just her? got hot in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just have a comment, but I have to save it for the after dark. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, (laughs) Oh, and Barry says I've already closed all three rings so he can sit through the entire episode. Good for you. Oh, there you go. Good for you. (laughs) Um, First topic tonight that I wanted to throw out, uh, and I'm throwing it into our respective chat rooms, first into the YouTube chat room and now into our private chat. Um, Tim Cook. Um, picked up uh, one of the spots on the 100 most influential people for 2022. Is this a surprise to anyone? No, no, apparently not. not okay, really. just you know, some people in the print media are finally catching up, and they've got annual lists and things to uh, create. So uh, you know, they put them on. Yeah, I just I, I haven't read the whole list, um, but I, I just when I saw this, it it seemed like some of the some of the at least the Mac news sites were kind of making a big deal out of it, and it's like, well, I, I know we're all Apple focused, but you know, with with everything that Apple continues to accomplish, even in spite of the pandemic, in a lot of cases, you know, this just seems such an obvious thing that you know, okay, great, you know. I was actually kind of surprised. I thought for sure it would have had to be in the president of the Ukraine. Well, this, no, this wasn't the man of the year. This was just the oh, top 100. Oh. It's just oh. the top 100. Well, yeah. that's right. That's right. And uh, uh, Steve's widow wrote a thing, a little yeah. piece about him in there. How could Tim yeah. Cook not be in the top 100? I thought he hasn't been. Right. He wasn't last year, was he? He was in my top 100. <laughs> and that's what really counts. Is, yeah. he, is he on your Christmas card list? No. <laughs> oh. I, I don't know. Was he in last year's top 100? I thought he it, was it, before, maybe not last year. If he was, it wasn't made a big deal out of like this year. This, yeah. Okay. This how, how many of you actually year. read Time Magazine? Yeah. Oh, I, I looked, I just get it to look at the pictures. <laughs> I, I used to read it in the 1970s. Remember Life Magazine? I do. And he, and I he's loved in the, Life magazine. 
And he's in the Titans category. Yes, in the 1970s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and when yeah. that came, when that came delivered to the house, I was I was just nuts over it. The photography was phenomenal. Oh, sure. Jeff, it looks like you were looking it up. I was. Uh, Tim was on the list last year. Was he? Yeah. 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 I would Why am I think. thinking that he was off one year? I don't know. But of course, that, that assumes good. I'm thinking. But yeah, well, Mark makes a real good point, though, that, you know, they have they have articles to fill. And these these are always, you know, the kind of things that people gravitate to, whether they have any meaning or not. You know, but I have another interpretation. It may just be how slow Apple News is that, uh, you know, as uh, you said, that a lot of Apple sites are making a big deal out of it. So I, maybe they're hungry for content, too. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, I don't know that someone pointed out on a YouTube show that we may actually be dealing mainly with software, oddly enough, at triple dub, I mean, a double dub. Uh, because you can leak hardware because of the supply chain, but you really can't leak software because that's all in-house. So there are some people that are leaking mostly about software. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that wouldn't be a bad thing by any means. That would be a great thing if they, well, there, I heard a thing tonight that they were thinking of maybe renaming iOS to iPhone iOS. Since they have iPad OS, Watch OS, HomePod OS, TV OS, Mac OS, they're like, mm-hmm. why not iPhone OS? Why just iOS for that? Well, that's, that's you know, Apple's done that kind of thing before. I mean, true OS. Like true when OS. they called it Phone OS. No, well, yeah, you're right. Did they, Jeff? At one point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I was thinking uh, OS 10, you know, and how it morphed into Mac OS. So mm. yeah, they had phone OS and then later on changed it to, to to iOS because it was encompassing multiple devices. And uh now they've been um using different names to differentiate the flavors for each device. And iPhone is uh the one that sticks with iOS. Mm. I want uh, rose by OS. any other name would still smell as sweet. Took it right out of my pulled it right out of my brain, Mark. Um, hey, just to return real quick for a second to a previous topic, Brittany is still in the chat room and she said because she'll forget, there's some real cool cognitive research she's read in relation to AR and VR about how much feedback from the rest of our body we need to con- consider in UI design for AR and VR. Um, and so much that's poorly understood about the role of what we traditionally considered neurotransmitters in other part of the body. I'm curious, are many people here going to buy a set when it comes out first? That of what? Oh, yeah, we'll have to see what it's like. I have to see what it's like and what it costs. Yeah, because yeah. the numbers I'm hearing banding about are like 3,000, 2,500 mm-hmm. or 3,000. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's, Brittany makes a really interesting point, um, you know, about, uh, other parts of the body needing to be considered for AR and VR. Cause you know, mm-hmm. I've, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I've, I've tried, you know, different VR headsets in different situations and, you know, there's, there's something to be said for it and darn, there's one, I'm sorry. I, I will look it up when somebody else is conversing, but um, 
there was one device I saw at CES. This is a number of years ago. That uh, you you sat down, and basically you put your feet on it, and it was more like almost a, a oh boy, a, a a board with a with a ball underneath it, so that instead of walking, you know, and of course if you're in, that's like, like a treadmill. In Disney World. If you go no, into Disney World, there's I remember taking my daughter when she was like seven. It flipped her out. We went into the Muppets Theater. And there was a thing where all of a sudden these mice were supposed to have broken out of their cages and went running under all the seats in the auditorium. And what they did is they had set up air jets. So you felt like things were hitting your feet. Mm-hmm. You know, or like, um, what's the one in Epcot that Lucas did? where supposedly someone gets murdered above you in the spaceship and you're supposedly, you, you, you understand it's his blood. And what they do is they just sort of sprinkle water on you, but you just buy into the whole thing. If somebody would come up with like a, a um, well, somebody at some point I would think would have to come up with something that you could hook up to the glasses to actually give you the physical experience as well as the visual. Yeah, I'm just throwing in the chat rooms. Um, the, the product is called uh, 3D Rudder. And if you look at that, I've, I just put the link to um, to the Mac Voices episode. But it took a little while to, to understand it. But basically, you're sitting, but you're navigating with your feet. So if you want to move forward, you you know, you know tilt oh. what your feet are on forward. Um, and if you want to go back, you tilt them back. So it still gives you the control. But it eliminates that issue, Jeff. What you were you were talking about a treadmill, but it but it eliminates the issue of turning left, turning right, and then you know walking into something or you know walking beyond the range of whatever you're you're tethered to. Um, Could you I, pretend you're in an Irish pub, falling over from drinking too much Guinness? Well, no, I think that that just happens with the VR period. I just do that naturally. I thought maybe I could stay at home and save a few bucks. Yeah, but it it really was you know and uh, it, again you know, put the put the headset on and then learn to do it and you know in, in four minutes you have it mastered and it just seemed to make so much sense so it was a very very cool product. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Truebill. Get control of your subscriptions at truebill.com/macvoices. What do you spend on subscriptions each month? Most of us think we spend around eighty dollars per month on subscriptions but we actually spend closer to $200 per month. Truebill is the new app that lets you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. It helps you discover hidden, unwanted subscriptions and cancel them with just one click. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Are you one of them? I bet you are. Or maybe it's one of those free trials that renew without notice or your consent. They can cost you big time. Truebill gives you the power to see all your subscriptions in one place, keep the ones you want, cancel the ones you don't, right from the app. Start canceling your unused subscriptions at Truebill.com slash MacVoices. Go right now, Truebill.com slash MacVoices. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash MacVoices. Thanks to Truebill for their support of MacVoices. You know, this is one place where I see Apple being able to make a real difference because currently there's not a single VR product on the market that isn't ultimately crap on some level. 
And um, the, the first place you can see the problems is if you have any sort of vision impairment. And if you need to wear glasses to actually be able to use the headset, then you're out right there because it's going to be painfully uncomfortable after just a couple of minutes. And uh, which, which is why at CES, all the, the VR companies hated when I'd walk up to their booth because they're like, oh, it's the glasses, glasses guy again. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I'd ask him every year, all, all the different uh, vendors, have you done something to address vision issues? Oh, well, this is just really comfortable and, uh, and it, and you don't even need to wear glasses. And, and it was all about the excuses why they didn't need to fix the technology. Yeah. And, uh, and this is a place where I think Tim Cook is going to help Apple make something that's much better because instead of looking at the excuses for why they don't need to address the uh, the various uh, vision, mobility, uh, auditory uh, uh, stimulus that people get. Apple's going to look at it from how do we make this work right? And, uh, and they're not going to get in the game until they do. Right. Well, that yeah. is part of the rumor. I think we talked about it uh, on a show earlier this year that one of the rumors about the Apple VR glasses is that, uh, you know, they, you could dial in your prescriptive lenses and they would correct for it. So instead of having to put, you know, something ugly on top of your glasses you know, or have something neutral, <laughs> you know, and have, you know, lousy vision, uh, you know, they're doing what is typically an Apple move. You're focusing on what should it do for the user and then work back and make sure, you know, that get the technology aligned to you know, provide a superior user experience. Now, I don't know anything. I mean, we're, I do know having, you know, uh, having glasses that, uh, oh, I don't know, many years ago, uh, Frederick Johnson, uh, we're having lunch and he had one of the Google glass hold devices and uh, he gave it to me and, you know, it was, it was horrible. You had, you know, you had this big, heavy, freaking weight on one side of uh mm-hmm. you know your head and i couldn't see anything because you know it was it was it was glass with their screen it was neutral it was not my uh you know not the uh prescription i need uh for correction lenses so you know that was a device was a total fail so um what we're hearing i think is good on uh for what apple's doing but you know again we don't know when it's going to come out it could come out this year or it could come out in five years. We just don't know. Well, that's why we couldn't answer Frank's question of, you know, who's going to buy one because what, you know, if, if it hasn't addressed issues with glasses, then that's going to cut out an automatic part of, you know, of the potential audience. And, you know, the the thing I'm more as interested in as anything is what is going to be the killer app. I mean, we're all saying, yeah, we want AR, we want VR. Oh boy. But, you know, okay, that's great. But what are you going to do for me? I mean, the, the game thing is pretty obvious. You know, we've all, anybody that's tried the VR headsets has, you know, been in some, usually some kind of game environment. But what's it going to do for those of us that, you know, are more productivity oriented or wanted to really, wanted to do something for us? And I don't know. about an artists that. and musicians? Right now, yeah. um, as a, 
let's use music right now. As a musician, you tend to create the music in more of a two-dimensional space because, well, if you're writing the music and, um, yeah. and then when you're actually physically creating the music, um, if it's say a piano, well, now you're still in a, in a two-dimensional space. If it's a guitar, it's mostly a two-dimensional space. A lot of instruments, you'll play them and, and they're just like in a static position. Yes. Um, so what if you could turn that so that when you're creating the music, like designing, when, when you're composing, you're now composing in a three-dimensional environment. So you're you're creating what the music will be all around you. And then with the instruments, now all those instruments become a three-dimensional uh, element of this three-dimensional music. They sort of do that now with some stuff. Dave, Dave could speak more to this. But uh, the main thing like now, like with like, if you listen to spatial audio and music, the main thing that makes it immersive is the sound of the room, which is something artists actually look for when they go into a studio. That's mm-hmm. why Abbey Road is so popular. There's something in the the wood in the floors, the way they did the walls, everything just just resonates perfectly. And then you get the rest of the immersive effect through, um, well, like with spatial audio, you can hear the way an effect, like a reverb or an echo, is supposed to come off a plate, or if it's being done just purely digitally. I mean, you, there's little, it, it's one of those things that even if you don't know music, but it's not there, you would notice that something's missing. Does that make any sense? It, it does. And actually mm-hmm. also explains why Apple uh, is investing so heavily in, uh, in, in music and music playback devices is uh, you know, they need uh, different technology. And, you know, I think maybe one one thing there, there's uh, there's a race going on that you know to upgrade our virtual experiences to be more like if we were actually all together in a room yeah uh, instead of me dominating the mic right now we have all sorts of side conversations and things and you need uh, you need a lot of uh, processing power and mics and other things in order to sort of emulate that and uh, i know facebook is is working on that from an interview i heard with uh, you know zuckerberg uh, He's still in business. Uh, yeah, they're around. Yeah, they're around. You know, you probably ban them from your phone, so you probably never see them. But anyway, oh, I, you know, I got rid of them three months ago. You know, the snake is still in the garden. But anyway, coming back to you, just uh, you know, uh, better audio quality. I think uh, that might be one thing that uh, you know Apple certainly is able could bring. Um, but given their a long commitment for accessibility. You know, I I would be very surprised if they don't uh, account for the fact that uh, different uh, people have different uh, you know, visual needs and uh, incorporate that in uh, some of their phones. Sorry, you know, some of their uh, you know, VR AR devices uh, from day one. So you know, I mean, as as witnessed by the fact that you know Tim Cook himself wears corrective lenses. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. Mark, I you know, about that. so I don't know if it'll be a killer app, but something that I thought of when we um, 
we were discussing the, you know, using the device with eyeglasses. I wonder if there could be some kind of health-related apps for the headset, like what about mm. a an at-home vision test right in virtual reality? Ooh, I think that'd be, be cool. That'd be fantastic. Because mm-hmm. mm. I know there is at least one iPhone app that can do that. You have to, they send you um, the special kit with the special device that you hook onto it. So at the end, what happens? You just know what your prescription is, and then you need to go to uh, an optometrist or some sort of other licensed professional in order to get a prescription to get glasses. There are also some online places yeah. to get What's it. What's that too. one with the W? Warby Parker. Uh, Warby, Warby, Parker. Oh, Warby yeah. Parker. You send them your prescription, and you pick from like five different uh, styles of frames and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there was, there was somebody. Right. That, that where was does actually, the prescription come from in that case, Frank? You know, well, you still have to go. To, you still have to go to the to the uh, optometrist. But um, what uh, and sort of like what Andrew's saying, you wouldn't have to travel to the optometrist. They could do the whole thing for you right there in that headset, give you the prescription, and then you could either buy from them or it'll become a big third party marketplace. Yeah. Um, Brittany is going off to dinner, but she added just one last thing for us. Um, she said, fans of the Oculus, Oculus 2 really like it. I don't know what my farsighted mother does, glasses-wise, but she loves hers. Um, and I asked her what, what her mother does with it, and she says she enjoys games and tilt brush art. But mostly she does mm-hmm. dance beat games for exercise. Oh. So, yeah, there but you go. So, Brittany, sure. before you go, uh, glad they're here. And just talk about mind, body, and other things people just don't understand. Uh, just two words, vagus nerve. You know, it's a direct connection from your brain to uh, your intestinal gut. And, uh, you know, science is just starting to understand some of those connections. So, um, you know, to the extent you're aware of that and doing things, love to have a chat either on one of these shows sometime or offline. And with that, go out and have a good dinner. Yeah. This got real real esoteric real quick, but, you know, I I, I think it is, you know, because we usually don't talk about things that, you know, don't exist yet. But I think in this case, you know, there's been so much hype over it, um, you know, and, and we keep hearing things leak out of Apple that, you know, prototypes were shown to the board. And, mm-hmm. you know, so they, they have something in mind. Um, it's just, you know, what they're going to do with it and when will the technology be available to actually deliver a product. And again, to Frank's point, at what price? That, that'll be a big one. Um, okay, so the next one I'm going to drop in. Whoops, that's not it. <laughs> I had to look up tilt brush. Um, tilt brush is pretty cool. That, yeah. That's where you stand uh, in a VR environment and you're creating the art all around you. Ooh. Yeah. If you go, if you Google tilt brush, you'll get an idea of what it looks like. And it does look like it'd be very interesting. So like the old 360 degree theaters they had at Disney world. No, no. Like a holodeck. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Even though that too is fictional, that's that's a good explanation. So are we? Um, oh, but they don't realize that in YouTube land. Well, yeah, of course not. All right. So throwing the next topic into the chat rooms, um, 
Conan O'Brien, you know, we we've we talked a, a couple of episodes of Mac Voices Live ago. We talked at length about podcasts and Facebook. And you know, in fact, we went well beyond Facebook in that discussion. But uh Conan O'Brien just sold his podcast company for 150 million. So somebody likes podcasts and somebody's making money off of it. Of course. No, that's that's not a valid conclusion. You know, all we know is uh, Sirius wants to get or up its game in podcasting, and it's taking a play from uh, Joe Rogan's hundred and fifty million dollar deal with Spotify. Uh, you know, so they're trying to bring a well named host and hope a lot of people come along with them and listen to their service or subscribe to their service. So, you know, I think it's, uh, I view it as just an attempt you know, to, to try to get, uh, you know, into the game. And yeah, but I don't think that'll, I'll, I'll tell you why that won't work. I, I agree because... with you. I, I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to work. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that on... uh, serious is, uh, it's sort of, you know, gone nowhere and they're trying to, they're trying to do whatever they can. Cause don't forget, you know, two, three years ago, they bought Pandora, you know? So uh, well, per- personally, I know, like I like to watch the monologues of the late night talk shows. I just watch those on YouTube the next morning. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's yes. that's all I want to see. Unless there's some, you know, guests that I really, really want to uh, hear talk. Otherwise you just watch that little bit. So I can't understand well, the podcasting thing, when, when I read that this afternoon, I was I was wondering, at what point do we reach the saturation limit where everybody is basically just producing content, whether it's good or not, and they're also just consuming content? I mean, is there going to be a point where anybody's doing anything? That's That's been the entertainment industry for decades already. Right. Yeah, but not to this degree though. I mean, well, not, we, now we you've ju- got your neighbor's we new, kid. We have new uh, uh, delivery methods. That That's what's changed. Right, I have a the- hypothesis about this. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So um, everyone is looking at, uh, at the, uh, the uh, team Coco deal. Like it, like what, um, Spotify did with Joe Rogan, and that's not what's happening here. They own the properties now. They own the whole company, but they are not paywalling the content. So the content that that's already out there and available on all the various platforms, that's staying. So they committed. Yeah. So that's a much better way to do this, I think. And what it gives uh, Sirius is a, another content creation avenue t- that they're just adding in to the, to the stable of resources they already have. And so it makes sense for them to have something that allows them to, uh, to have some sort of control over podcast content. And, uh, and it also makes sense that they would do it in a way different from Spotify because, I mean, they have some smart people at Sirius XM. I mean, they, they, mm-hmm. they merged the two big uh, uh, satellite uh, content services into one. And guess what? They actually make money, unlike 
Spotify. And they make money. Right. So they can watch what Spotify does and says, okay, great. Let's not do that. And, uh, and I think that's exactly what's happening here. So they, they bought a, a uh, successful and popular podcast and, and other streaming content production company that also happens to have the name Team Coco, which is a big feather in their hat. And, uh, and they just bought themselves into a solid, hopefully, for the, for, from their perspective, position in this part of the streaming market. And and Conan Conan O'Brien was you know he was he was ready to leave TV. I mean his TBS yeah. gig was just getting old. No one was watching. He knew that, and you know, and we all know the history of what happened with him and the Tonight Show and his show in, yeah. in previous years. But it's a it's a great show because it's it's Conan O'Brien, and he's got he's got fifty employees that are coming with him, and he he's going to be able to. Uh, uh, produce this as he wants and and Sirius XM is going to give him you know free reign whatever he wants to do but you know the thing is with Sirius XM is they they did buy Stitcher which is another what is it was another platform that was doing a lot of podcasting and they're also they also are they dabbled in podcast hosting analytics I used to use Simplecast Simplecast is a is, is a podcast hosting and analytics platform that uh, they're pretty successful with the guys that own that it was a, it was a, it was a, a neat new platform at the time and they've expanded into that too but I mean, I've been a serious XM subscriber for a long time and, and you know, they've got a lot of great content of course Howard Stern helps helps the fact that they that's Stern why they started the whole extreme, thing extremely popular and, and continues to this day and uh, has a huge fan base and everything else that SiriusXM offers. And they've really gotten a lot better over the years because everybody thought that you had to have one of those radios to be able to listen to it. No, you you, you can listen to it online. You can you know listen to it from your phone in your car. If you don't have a right. serious radio, you, you can easily have it. And subscriptions aren't that terribly expensive. I mean, you're, and you're right, Mark. I mean, I think even though their stock price has always been very low, but they're always very profitable in what they've done and they've had some good management. And I think this was a, this was a smart move on their part and um and i think that conan o'brien's gonna if anything's gonna happen his show's gonna get even more popular than it already is hmm. well and, and i think it's interesting too that they reached out and, and grabbed conan as opposed to somebody else like joe rogan right that is you know that is just filled with controversy i mean you know because well they got howard Stern. they don't they, that, that, that's enough for them right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah well and that's and that's been a while too you know, right. I mean, Howard's been there for a long time, but yeah, but um, Howard's changed his his spiel to a degree. Howard is more of an now. interviewer now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, he doesn't have to be the shock. Yeah, he's not shock, the shock shock, shock he was. He was. In the next edition of Mac Voices, our panel continues our discussion of podcasts and where they fit in a multi-channel media world, and we also start a discussion of in-app account deletion. That's all next time on Mac Voices, and I hope to see you then. Until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page, and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices, or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices.
Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.